Life in Sense with Joe Barrett and Odette Toilette. Gerhard Jenner and Paul Cons are the people behind Conditor and Cook, one of London's most loved purveyor of cakes. Gerhard discovered a love of baking at a young age, and after training as a pastry chef in Munich, he moved to London and soon set up the shop which has now grown to six sites across the capital. Paul Cons joined as managing director, having worked in nightclubs for many years, including running Flesh at Manchester's legendary Hacienda. Paul and Gerhardt live in Southwark with their dog Omar, and we went to meet them to find out about their most memorable smells, starting with Gerhardt's childhood in rural Germany. I grew up on a farm, so you can imagine a little village near uh, Freiburg, near the Black Forest. So obviously there are also some nice smells, of course, like the Kirschwasser, which you, that you use to make Black Forest cake, for example. You know, the ODV. You know, my father used to also make his own Kirschwasser, so sort of you get that sort of yeasty smell in a distillery. Wine fermenting, for example, is quite a, a strong smell. And there were quite a lot of smells I didn't like, for example, you know, we used to sort of have like, you know, you sell out potatoes, for example, for the winter and like, you know, in the spring, like they sort of like some of them were rotten and they're, they're quite sort of smelly, I guess. Uh, in fact, I, I came across that smell the other day. I, I don't know, what was I doing actually? I was eating something or like the smell of an apple, for example, when it rots. It's quite distinct. And so you sort of you pick up on things like that. And obviously foodie smells. I mean, I just absolutely hate semolina custard. And to this day, it uh, turns my stomach I can upside smell down. Even if you say it. I mean, it's definitely a smell from my childhood because I used to hate it as well. Oh, well, we've got something in common. Luckily, actually, my father's uh, farm, we didn't do any silage of animal feed because that's a really nasty sort of citric smell. And you often get it in the countryside nowadays. Uh, you know, and um, so pig's manure is very strong as well. I mean, cows are much better. Pig is pretty gross. Chicken is equally bad. Pig. Hmm? pig manure. Yes. But, you know, it depends on the scale of farming. Is, that, is, that, is there a good story there? That no, I wouldn't say. But, like, I mean, we were, we were quite a small holding. I guess it wasn't so intense. But if you live, like, obviously intensive farming, you also get intense smells. But they used to get put in the pigsty sometimes. Yeah, but if, if I didn't You're eat the semolina custard, I used to get locked up in the pig's that must diet. That an interesting smell. <laughs> it was preferable to the semolina custard, put it like this. How do the pigs respond to being locked up with you? Well, the pigs, <laughs> it was their daily life. They didn't really mind. They just grunted, snuffled around a bit. It's just the smell of church that came to mind, which is the incense in our church when I was a kid which I don't even know what flavour it would have been, but I guess probably frankincense or something like that. But it's obviously very evocative of, you know, being in church as a kid and that whole sort of Anglican high church. I was a chorister in the choir. Simon the Bomb was head boy, I was junior chorister. I used to have choir practice twice a week and then I used to sing on a Sunday twice, so it's four times a week. From the age of about six seven probably till about 12, 13. It was a very packed, strong smell. Do you go back to church much? <laughs> no. Just to smell the incense. 
I think I got to the point where I hated it, do you know what I mean? So it's kind of, I'm not sure it's a love-hate thing. It's not something where I go, oh, wow, I really want to go back there. Did you know at the time that Simon Le Bon was destined for great musical things? I know he was good-looking, because I had a crush on him. <laughs> so in that sense, he was destined for great things. He was quite angelic-looking, and a lot slimmer than he is now. We all were a lot slimmer, I suppose, <laughs> in those days. I think for me, probably one really distinct smell is obviously my career. I turned to become a baker. And of course, nowadays, I can smell a bakery a mile away. I mean, the smell of baking bread is, is quite strong. And even if I stay in a foreign city, you know, you sort of like pick up the scent of a bakery and you can sort of find your way to the nearest place, which is quite useful. Can you differentiate between different sorts of bakeries? Oh, yes, obviously. I mean, like, you know, there's obviously the smell of bread. And uh, so, you know, when, when you have uh, chocolate in the oven, obviously it smells quite different. And uh, I live quite close to Conditon Cook, so I can tell when the sausage rolls come out of the oven in the morning because you can smell the onions, see the wofting through the back gardens. And with the wind's going in the right direction. With the wind's going in the right directions, yes. Can you tell whether they've been cooked correctly? <laughs> I would certainly, I can certainly, I mean, I, I feel, I think I've got quite a, a developed sense of smell and I can certainly smell when somebody burns the toast in the neighbourhood or even if something in the condition cook might go, you know, go black in the oven. So yes, you're definitely. off running down the road. <laughs> <laughs> I've been known to. Hmm? I said, you, I have seen you do that. Yes. I say, put it in a bucket, bucket of cold water that stops the smelling. Did you know that? something burns in the oven don't just take it out of the oven and leave it to smoke into the kitchen put it in some put some cold water over it straight away it stops the smell when you started cooking what sorts of smells were you drawn to because you're obviously a patisserie chef and is that was that what was your initial training initially i trained as a baker for two years and obviously there it's more sort of yeast butter baking of bread I quite like sort of the smell of poppy seeds, you know, or toasting nuts, you know, there's quite a strong, toasting hazelnuts is quite a strong smell. And also in Germany, we um, have the pretzels, which are, so it's like a, no, a quite a, a normal bread dough, but it's dipped in an alkaline base. And then when it bakes in the oven, it creates quite a distinct smell. For me now, for example, uh, like after having lived here in the UK for 30 years, like that is one of the smells I miss, like the smell of baking pretzels, for example. And, you know, you get them a little bit more often now, but I would go back to Germany. I'll always make sure I have pretzel because it's just the taste and the smell of it is just very German. Can you tell different yeasts apart or things in different stages of fermentation by the smell? Well, with yeast in particular, it's one of the, you know, the, the quality, you check the quality and the freshness of the yeast by smelling it. I mean, if it's... If the yeast is fresh, it has a, what you would say is a fresh taste and also the texture would be quite crumbly. Whereas if you sort of keep yeast for a while, the texture sort of goes a bit runny and it, I guess it becomes sharper really in smell. Less sort of, yeah, just less rounded, more acidic, I guess. What is your favourite thing to bake? I think it probably is... Sort of like, I, I do like things that contain like nuts, for example, like toasted hazelnuts is something I really like. 
and just the smell of cinnamon. I think that's also quite a sort of Germanic trait because I think in England, like for example, you know, if you look at an apple cake, for example, if we, in Germany you would sort of like flavor it with uh, vanilla and cinnamon. Whereas here often, like if you look at the Dorset apple cake, you know, you'd go more like the lemon root. It's sort of a bit more sharper. And for me, for example, like chutneys and marmalade were quite alien smells whereas in Germ and, and tastes. Whereas in Germany, you tend to go more for sweetness of something mm -hmm. like a strawberry jam or well certainly not not pickles it's just like we don't have them in our diet sort of like chutneys is quite something to get used to have you got used to it yes what do you mean I like cheese and pickle cheese and pickle yeah totally or but marmalade i mean the bitterness of the marmalade it's more of a taste i guess but again it, it smells doesn't it and, and you know and of course like a very uh i suppose even toast actually is quite an english thing isn't it when you sort of first come to England and you smell the burning toast and then you hear the scratching and the sink afterwards and you hear trying to get the black bits off. <laughs> have a strong smell. I think it was a smell of beer. There was there was possibly a slight smell of um, beer and stale smoke because obviously everyone smoked, and so there's that kind of feel to it. I sweat, think. sweat. Yeah, I can kind of yeah, not particularly pleasant, not unpleasant. What about when you went to New York on your uh, infamous trip? Oh, no, that New time. York's got a lot of really good smells. That's a good one, actually. The smell of the subway, honestly, is amazing. Same in Paris. I love that smell. And Paris as well, the smell of the subway. Actually, those are two of my favourite smells. Could you distinguish between the two, do you think? I think I, if, if it was presented to me, I think I, I could. And Munich, the, the underground, the has a different there smell as well. There's definitely a smell. I mean, it's hard to define it. I think in Paris, it's quite rubbery sort of smell, isn't it? Any any sort of type of transport, mm. isn't it? Like even like trains can have a quite a distinct smell, isn't it? Sort of local trains as opposed to express trains. Because remember when we went to um, last year, we took a local train somewhere. Where did we go? It was like from Manchester to, and we got on this small train which was quite scruffy, and it had a real. It really took me back to sort of childhood and really? like and well and yeah. and going to school. Actually, that was the same smell as my train when I went to, went to college in Freiburg. Yeah, we went to Stockport, was it? <laughs> it was some local train some we picked up. <laughs> it was really, it was a kind of really kind of scruffy old train. We even there was a guy doing a survey on it. Don't you remember? Um, savory food that you cook, because Constitute cooks not just cakes. No, that's true. Uh, I mean, I love actually uh, herbs in, in food and obviously they, 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 and the aroma of herbs. And that's actually something I've probably picked up more here as well because at first, my, you know, I used to live in Brixton on Brockwell Park and I had a, quite a big garden and I used to grow my own herbs and stuff and did like the Victorians did and sort of seasoned salads with like f flowers, like nasturtiums or bergamot or, you know, marigolds or something and obviously like a lemon balm for example used to grow grows very profusely doesn't it and you can make it into in salads and i love that you know just like using taking an ordinary salad and just picking a few fresh leaves and tear them up and just sprinkle them over it it makes such a difference we don't really eat flowers that much 
Well, if you grew them and if you read a book about them, you would be inspired, I guess. But you can. I mean, like, you know, I think, I mean, you know, as, you, know you don't, of course, eat them that much, but it's, it's nice. I mean, they're beautiful on the, in the eye, obviously, if you have, like, some, you know, petals there, lavender or something. Or... So I, I think that, that was a bit of a discovery, actually, for me, that you can actually use herbs and, you know, and, 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 and not herbs, but flowers in, in culinary terms. And so I think, yeah, lemon balm, definitely, that was it's a very English smell for me. Uh, mint, obviously, as well, the way, you know, you use sort of mint in uh, salads, like in a potato salad with mint, that was a bit of a discovery, because, like, Germans are quite boring. They sort of use chives and onions and parsley, and that's probably it. But obviously, since we've got, got used to Italian food as well, we know it, it, there's obviously rosemary and basil and a bit of sage but I think the breadth of herbs and scents available in England is much wider. Coriander is a very distinct smell isn't it? That was actually one thing that was quite interesting like I think coming here obviously to England and going to an Indian restaurant and sort of like you know I used to associate it with train station in Mumbai or something you know going to Cairns in Westbourne Grove. I used to think that's what it must be like. It's probably a damn sad word. But, you know, I sort of used to think that. Would you be able to describe the spell of Gerhardt and Gerhardt? Would you be able to describe the smell of Paul? I don't think Paul? he's got a strong smell. I, I think Paul's got quite a strong smell on his head. His hair is quite strong. Ah, yeah, it's a, it's a sort of slightly furry, kind of little bit musty, maybe, smell, I'd say. Yeah. You, I mean, I'm not sure if, I've not sort of, if you gave me a load of heads to smell, whether I could pick out Paul, but I reckon I could. Unless everyone, everyone's head smells the same, but I doubt it. Interesting question, actually. I don't know really thought about you smell. I'm so absolutely clean, there's nothing to smell. Well, it obviously smell, it does take you back, you know, and I think I've read somewhere once that, you know, in fact, your sense of smell is actually the, the longest lasting memory. I mean, you can, always, you know, you can smell things, you know, suddenly you can be reminded of something that, you know, like you say, school days or something, even though you might not much, remember not much else about mm. your school days. A smell sort of, uh, it, it does, it's sort of on your brain. I've got one more question, which okay. is, if you would be able to allocate one smell oh, to Constu right. and Cook as a place you set up, as a brand, as a place people go, what do you think the smell of Constu and Cook is? Probably the smell of chocolate, really, baking, chocolate baking, because we use like 10 tonnes of chocolate a year or something, and that creates some smell. What yes. does that look like, <laughs> 10 tonnes of chocolate? 10 tonnes of chocolate. Well, if you give me a few minutes, I'll work it out for you. It's sort of like, you know, what, what does it look like? Like a room full of chocolate, I guess. You've been listening to Life in Scents with Gerhard Jenner and Paul Cons of Condito and Cook. If you often find yourself in central London, chances are you are already well aware of their delicious range of sweet and savoury snacks. The salted caramel brownies in particular blew our minds in the course of this interview. Now something else you might be interested in. Odette is currently running Penning Perfumes, which is a collaboration between poets and perfumers. The task is to create an anthology of poems 
each inspired by a different fragrance. You can follow the project at penningperfumes.tumblr. Discover more stories about smell and memory by searching for Life and Sense on iTunes or visiting lifeandsense.com.